0: Welcome to Geek's Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. And we're remote again. How exciting is that?
1: (laughs) We keep forgetting uh, how to do this. So that's why it took a little bit longer tonight.
0: In fact, we are not doing it the way we normally would do it because I had to pull out a completely different system uh, to get connected tonight. And... uh, it, it's it's been an adventure and so my lighting is weird i'm not using my normal camera even though it's all set up in front of me and uh true. and i'm not using our microphone like we have this really fancy yamaha uh mixer that we're not getting to use because you know that's just how it goes sometimes the force was not strong with us well it was with katie just not with me is i just right, got katie? really lucky
1: i even yeah. had time to like put away my laundry make my bed hold on look at this guys my bed is made with all of my stuffed animals fancy we're having a moment
0: we are in, in this moment what should people do
1: you should go to geekscorner.live wow that Anything. really took me a second <laughs> how long has it been we have done this uh you should go to geekscorner.live Um, And in there, there will be a chat feature where you can tell us all of your opinions. You can yell at us for changing the time on you this week. Um, And all those things. It'll be a lot of fun.
0: You know, we like to keep it interesting, mix things up once in a while, you know. Uh, But we have a lot to cover because it was Star Wars celebration this last weekend. And uh, we were covering it. And there was a lot of ground to cover. We're not going to hit all of it tonight because there's other things to talk about as well. But uh, we are going to do our best to work through some of the highlights of the weekend. And uh, I think we should start off probably with opening day, uh, which was on Thursday. And uh, we were privileged. Katie was in the room. I was in one of the screening rooms uh, to be able to attend the Lucasfilm Studios panel, I believe is what it was called. And it was basically the kickoff for all of Star Wars Celebration. And in it, we got to... uh, get a little bit of a, a peek at what's coming in the future. We got to uh, hear a little bit about the past and uh, actually a lot about the past. And and it was a absolutely incredible... What was it? An hour and a half?
1: Yeah. It was a really packed hour and a half. What was the highlight for you, Katie? Um, Definitely Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor coming out. Um, at the very beginning. It was... I mean... And then it
0: was all downhill you, from there. <laughs> it
1: was... When you have Ewan McGregor kick off your panel and go, hello there. That was pretty cool. Like, there's no competition. No. Um, And then also, like, Hayden Christensen being there and getting to feel the recognition from the fans. Like, I was 100% very teary-eyed because it was one of those moments, and Ewan even spoke on the fact that um, he's very grateful that he has gotten to see the... uh, The love for the prequels come back. He was like, you know, we we didn't get that at first, and Ewan is a very successful and talented actor either way. But Hayden Christensen didn't get that. Um, So yeah, it was a. well, it was it, kind of interesting because I
0: felt like there was even some uncertainty with Hayden Christensen at the beginning of like, is this real? Are they actually clapping for me or are they going to turn against me? Like you could yeah. see there was that bit of um, I almost want to call it PTSD coming out uh, yeah. just because you could, you know, fans fans aren't always the nicest. And that's just unfortunate. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh um, I, I thought that was an incredible moment from the opening ceremony. I also loved Actually, there were several moments that were really cool. Like they they went into the Andor bit, and mm-hmm. uh, that was which super I was live cool.
1: texting Bailey.
0: Yeah, that was, and we got to see uh, the first uh, teaser trailer for Andor, and and we got to hear from Diego Luna, um, who I just think is one of the most charming people on the planet. <laughs> I galaxy. love him
1: so much. <laughs> yeah, I love him he, so
0: much. <laughs> he, I I don't think. I I don't think he can answer anything short is is my first
1: so passionate and he
0: gets so excited. Yeah. And and he just goes, 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 which was really fun. But, um, it also kind of took this like, oh, I'm excited for Andor to like, I can't wait for Andor now on what is it? August 31st. And, uh, Mm -hmm. it, it went, it just took us to a whole new level of, um, of excitement for that show getting 12 per season two seasons first one being five years out the next one covering the next four years and i, I just think i i i'm very stoked about where this is going and i love that we're going to get to kind of hear the backstory of of cassie and andor yeah we also got a look at willow which I remember watching the original movie when I was a kid. I have vague memories of it. I need to go back on Disney plus and rewatch it because it really was one of those things where I remember watching it as a kid and the characters are familiar, but I couldn't tell you a whole lot about it. And um, I I still can't say I know a ton about it, but I liked what I heard and I thought it had one of the, the most charming moments of the morning when uh, they, they all get the cast up there and the directors and, and writers And, uh, and nobody has a trailer or anything. And then Warwick Davies is like, well, I have it here on my phone. And, and then he pulls the whole, like, I'm going to stream it. And, uh, and they're like, what? It was a cute, I thought it was a cute, uh, way to present the trailer, um, for Willow. And it looks pretty, like, it looks like it's gonna be a beautiful movie. Bailey, Bailey is suggesting adapts watch. I think that's a great idea.
1: I've never seen Willow. So I think that'd be a lot of fun
0: yeah that that's that's a very good idea maybe this weekend who knows um maybe. it's a possibility you never know but uh yeah so i thought that was pretty cool um i'm trying to think what else was there opening morning before we get to the end and then talk about the big surprise okay
1: how did we miss the beginning of the panel i don't where how- did you see it was it streamed to where you were
0: which part are you talking about
1: duel of the fates
0: Oh, yeah, that was gorgeous. That was really cool.
1: So they opened with a huge choir performing Duel of the Fates. Yeah. I think it was the which Pacific Chorale. was nuts. It was incredible. Like, with fog. With fog and like red lighting. Yep. Nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, uh, Obi Wan and Dor and willow were the really really big ones before they went on to the end and may i say and i know we're probably gonna get may i Uh, i know we're probably gonna get into this a little bit later with the other things we're gonna talk about when moses ingram came on stage to talk about obi-wan i fell in love with her immediately because (laughs) she literally came out she was dressed beautifully she looked stunning um but she everyone's clapping for her and she said Y'all, I don't know how I finessed this. I am so happy to be here. Like, I am a part of Star Wars. This is insane. Um, And it was this, that, like, giddy excitement of, like, I don't know how I pulled this off. And I'm so happy to be here. I remember to be like, oh, my God, I love her so much. And the fact that she is that bright and beautiful and, like, excited about everything. And she plays this very deep, scary character. Terrifying. Um, I love her. I think she's amazing.
0: I, I agree. Uh I I I actually think that's a good time to go into this then is uh, she's not been treated well on the internet the last couple of days. And uh, you know, it's, it's time for all fandoms to take a stand and really back up the good guys. Um, That's what star Wars is about. That's what star Trek is about. That's what most of these geeky things that we love about is, is good guys standing up against bad guys. And, uh, and the way she's been treated has not been okay And it's never okay to put people down for any reason. I don't care if it's for, for, you know, an opinion they have, the color of their skin, the way they, uh, the people that they love, whatever it is. Um, I think it's time that people need to really step up and, and graciously and kindly when people are not kind, stop them.
1: I agree. Uh, (laughs) Thanks. no this is something that uh uh being youtube content creators and one of our most viewed videos is the force awakens trailer at downtown disney um we have seen the hate and the vitriol that exists um not just in star wars but like everywhere um and so this is kind of our uh our time to say that we are not for any of that. And if you think that you are going to find a place with us, holding those opinions and those hates, you don't, uh, well,
0: it's not just us. It's anywhere. Like it's, if you're going to be mean to people get off the internet (laughs) and and that, yeah, well, that's really what it is. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna be mean to people anywhere, that we are a, a circle of influence. Expect us to call you out on it, and it will be kind, and it'll be gracious, and it'll it'll offer a different opinion on how you can approach it. We totally expect to get some negative responses to that, but um, it's the right way to do it um, because she's a great person, she's a great actress, and she's terrifying me in Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi, and. There is absolutely no reason for people to behave that way. Uh, well, all
1: right. I, it was to to piggyback off of this, yes. going back into Star Wars Celebration, um, seeing Kelly Marie Tran um, actually come back to Star Wars yes. Celebration. And I I did not expect that at all. Yep. Um, if I was treated anywhere similarly to the way Kelly Marie Tran was treated, I don't know that I would show up to a Star Wars convention. Yeah. Um, but I saw... Loads and loads and loads and loads of pictures of all these people wearing the same shirt that said "Be nicer to Kelly Marie Tran," uh, yep. taking pictures with her, and she just looks so happy. Um, and I mean, my favorite moment of the weekend was Billy Lord and Kelly Marie Tran going up on stage, and someone saying, "Respectfully, neither of us like or none of us like her." And Star Wars saying, "Respectfully, L plus ratio," uh, which is, I loved it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, so be kind. It's not that hard. Apparently it is, but I shouldn't have to say it, and I am. So uh, we will keep saying it until something happens, and hopefully that is sooner rather than later. Uh, The opening panel also included one of the highlights for me of the morning. Well, there's two of them, Um, but one of them being was the celebration of the 90th birthday of John Williams, which also meant we got to hear for the very first time the Obi-Wan Kenobi theme, uh, which John Williams wrote. Because he needed to. And uh, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. There's elements of the Force theme in it. There's elements of the Star Wars theme in it. There's elements, I think, of a couple other themes that I've picked up. Including, I think, Ray, um, Which I thought was interesting. Um, but what did you think of the, the new theme, Katie?
1: I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience when I heard it for the first time. I'm not even kidding. Um, I, if, if you know me fairly well, or you've uh, met me in person, I've probably explained this. Uh, My brain gets too excited and shuts down sometimes. It's a thing. We all kind of have learned to accept it. Uh, That was one of those moments. I I didn't shut down in a bad way. Like I didn't um, get, uh, um, but it was one of those, like, this isn't actually happening. So I kind of like disassociated in a weird way of like, no, this isn't real, Um, while also being like, this is the most gorgeous music I've ever heard in my entire life.
0: And John Um, Williams is right in front of you.
1: And John Williams is right in front of me conducting it. Like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Were you Uh, you closer then than we were at the Hollywood Bowl? Yes, 100%. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. Like, I... Yeah.
0: Uh, So then after that, uh, Harrison Ford came on stage (laughs) and wished john williams a happy birthday and told him how much he meant to him and how john williams had really written the soundtrack of his life and his music follows him wherever he goes and that's a good thing and it was one of those really cool unexpected moments because i don't think anybody had it on their bingo card that harrison ford would be there this weekend and uh, i thought that was super cool then they played the indiana jones theme and announced that indiana jones will be coming out i already forgot the date 30th june 30th 2023 which is great um, we will see if they stick to that date but I'm, I'm fairly certain this is the time that it'll actually happen and uh, then we heard uh was it the imperial march next and that mm-hmm. was pretty cool and then i believe we got a one more thing but wait one more thing kind of moment if i recall is that when when ewan mcgregor came back on stage and said uh hey we want you to come back tonight yes. and watch obi-wan kenobi uh yes for the world premiere, which did end up happening that night, uh, we ended up going to the D23 Galactic Disco, which was also a lot of fun. Um, but before we get into that, uh, what did you think, Katie, of we've now seen the first three episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi without any spoilers? Because I know not everybody has caught up. What do you think of this show so
1: far? It is haunting. It is terrifying, and it has reignited my prequel intrusive thoughts. Um, I said this to everybody we saw at Star Wars Celebration this weekend, because we had quite a few close friends there, uh, after we watched the first episode, and that prequel summary in the beginning, the first yeah, three good. minutes of the first episode that sums up the prequels is incredible. Really <laughs> uh, but then I did walk around the rest of the weekend going, you're my brother, Anakin! Um, I I literally could not stop saying it it was very bad Uh, (laughs) but no it's great it's beautiful it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan
0: I totally agree it's uh it's really awesome because it pulls some from some of the best of the prequels I feel like it pulls from some of the best of the original series and it also pulls from Rogue One uh it, it's got that end of darth vader like there's some moments in darth vader uh feel that scariness that i think intensity that uh, is rogue one as well and um and and we don't even know what's going to happen yet. <laughs> uh but uh no i've been really impressed with the writing the directing the cinematography like literally you don't know what's going to come next who's going to come next where this is going to go. Like, if you ask me to predict how this is going to end, I haven't got a clue. Like, I've got some beat points, and I'm like, I feel like I'm fairly certain these certain things will happen for Obi-Wan. But how they're going to happen, when they're going to happen, what exactly they're going to look like, um, I haven't got a clue. And and this show keeps you moving at such an intense rate that you almost need to rewatch. Like I've watched the first two episodes twice now and both times I've picked up more and more and I kind of wanted to watch like all three episodes now, like as a movie, just go straight through, um, which might happen before next Wednesday when the next one comes out. And then I'd feel like I'd have to do the same thing of like four, all four, the same, you know, all of that. But uh, uh, this is, it's hard to say, like the Mandalorian blew us away when it came, but in some ways, I kind of think this one might be topping the Mandalorian for me right now. I don't know. What do you think, Katie? Uh,
1: yeah, it's it's doing it in a very different way. So Mandalorian yeah. is new characters, um, people we don't know, places we don't know, um, and this like it is a western. It is Cowboys in Space, Uh, as where Obi-Wan is doing this entirely different thing, taking characters we know, we know before with these characters, we know after with these characters, and it's telling sometimes where I believe it can be kind of a stale zone of like, well, not really any stakes because we know what's going to happen. Like, we know how this ends, Uh, but it's doing it in such an incredible way uh, that those are kind of like my top two Star Wars right now
0: and the interesting thing too is mandalorian has a much more um original star wars feel to me like it it, it totally fits in that original series trilogy uh look and vibe and feel and mm-hmm. and this one has the right look but it doesn't feel like the original star star wars like it feels very i, I think that's where i went with rogue one is this feels like the intensity of rogue one and yeah. it, it, and it feels like the um, I would say it mixes with the intensity of Rogue One, and then also maybe a little bit of Revenge of the Jedi, um, just, but in a whole new level. Like, it, did it, you say
1: Revenge kinda, of the Jedi?
0: Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I did. Um, it's fine. I've done the same thing. But uh, but no, they've done a really good job of pulling vibes from different movies and and then creating their own with this and uh, um, i just can't wait to see where it goes and i already am hoping for a second season me too yeah uh we also had a a conversation about the mandalorian uh which i believe you attended with uh john favreau and dave filoni do you want to give a quick update on that one (sighs)
1: uh that was incredible uh it was first of all a panel of like 13 people and they called it Mando Plus because they talked about way more than Mandalorian. They talked about uh Mando, Book of Boba Fett and uh Ahsoka, Ahsoka, Right? Yeah. With, like the the three big ones they talked about. Um the biggest thing's I took out of it is like Dave Filoni is so anxious all the time <laughs> and like he's always yeah. very worried like uh the things that he creates and curates are his babies and he is so worried about anything being leaked or spoiled or any of that. Uh, we saw an extended Mandalorian trailer which has my boy Babu Frick in it! Hey, hey! So are we sure um, it's Babu Frick
0: or is it I his... Think it's,
1: I think it is the species okay. that is Babu Frick.
0: I mean, it'd be Us. amazing if it was actually him.
1: Same way that we see the species that is Salacious Crumb. Okay. Got it. Um, but... I will take it as long as they talk like him.
0: And even no. better, maybe it is him. Like who knows? Ah, That'd be pretty cool. Maybe it's I the be- backstory of Babu.
1: <laughs> the book of Babu Frick. <laughs>
0: It'd be a cartoon.
1: Oh my God. I'd lose my mind. Uh, That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Droid is ready. So um, uh, what were your
0: two big takeaways from this uh, panel?
1: Um, one is they're moving very fast on Ahsoka. Yeah. Ahsoka's only been filming since the beginning of May, and they had a trailer, probably 45 seconds to a minute, Probably prepared.
0: everything they've shot so far.
1: <laughs> probably literally everything they've yeah. shot. Um, But it was a very well put together trailer with score and editing and all. Like it was, when they said... It's very rough. I was like, oh, okay. It's literally like B-roll footage of the set. Uh, so that is moving very quickly. It is set for next year, I believe. Like next summer. Um, well, and I'm other- excited
0: for it because there's clues in it that really further the story of Star Wars Rebels and the end of mm-hmm. that. And uh, I, in some ways, I'm more excited about that than the future of the Mandalorian, just for that reason.
1: That's fair. Um, the other thing that I took away was... How much everyone that works on The Mandalorian is insanely in love with telling the story? Um, one of the stunt doubles for Pedro Pascal, because Pedro Pascal was there, um, one of the they said that, um, there is never any ego on the set, these are the people that are the best at what they do, but they never have any ego, they're That's never cool. mean, they're never callous, they just enjoy being there um, which makes it a much more enjoyable environment and I think that's part of why I love the Mandalorian so much is wouldn't because everyone's s- wouldn't you say that was true
0: for the whole weekend in so- many ways like I was thinking yeah. the panel and you could see how much everybody loved each other like whether it was uh John Favreau and Dave Filoni loving mm-hmm. on Kathleen Ken- Kennedy yeah. Kathleen Kennedy looking at John Williams with an adoring daughter, kind of a look. (laughs) And you know, you, uh, what is it, Katie?
1: Sackhoff.
0: Excuse your last name, thank you. Katie Sackoff. Just how much love you could see. Yeah, Uh, how much love you could see between all of these people for what they do and what they get to do together and just the honor it is to be part of Star Wars. And you look at all of the talent that was shown on stages throughout the weekend. And and that was kind of a recurring theme for me of the weekend was how much they love each other and and love what they do. And then the other thing I thought was funny as I've been going through different interviews of the weekend is I can't tell you how many people said, and I don't know if this was a talking point or if they legitimately think this, but I can't tell you how many times I heard Um, I love that we're getting to do the series and we're getting to explore my character more and or explore the backstory of my character or explore the character and the motivations or uh, like Diego Luna basically said, uh, Rogue One is about what happens to Cassian Andor at this one point in time. Uh, Andor is going to be the why of who Cassian Andor is. And I just... I actually think it's probably true because so many people independently came up with it uh, that I was just kind of like I and and then the biggest one, you know, like I didn't hear it from uh, Hayden Christensen and uh, there was another big a big star that didn't say it and i was like i don't think it's talking points i think they legitimately are excited that they're exploring character development more because they can do that in a series that they couldn't do in a movie um anyway what was your second thing for the
1: panel <laughs> oh no that was the other thing that i said okay. was that they all just enjoyed doing it um oh, which okay, even go. um there was a tattoo competition on sunday that i entered and i did not win and i they didn't who did you meet Say placements, that's what I was gonna talk okay, about. Go. Uh, but I was just updating everybody. Um I got to meet Mike Quinn, who's the puppeteer for Nine uh, and he was just so sweet and so excited. And he was saying, like, in the um in the span of his career, he's met a couple people with Nine Nub tattoos, and it's been such an honor to him that the character has meant enough to people to do that. And he was like, I I'm just like a guy. Um, And then, of course, I went up to him and I only talked to him about the Muppets.
0: (laughs) And what what did he say his favorite Muppet was?
1: Uh, His favorite Muppet is the one that is currently on his hand.
0: I love that answer. I I thought was such a good answer. That is a great answer. I I think that's fantastic. Um, Yeah, we also got to cover the uh, 35 years of Star Tours, which I went to. And uh, that was very fun. And we had some Imagineers past and present talking about the development of the attraction. And I loved hearing um, just kind of the origin of how it was originally hoped to be a... uh, a roller coaster and then uh tony baxter as and part of the process was like well this isn't going to work because they wanted it to be a roller coaster that could have like different direction or different storylines it could go and that would just take up too much space and so eventually it led to them going with the uh the 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 what do they called the motion simulator Thank you, um, which they went to the military for. And uh, body
1: wars. I, I
0: also thought it was cool as Tony Baxter was talking about how uh, he went to a guy's house that I'm spacing the name at the moment, but he was on the panel as well. And if Angela's in the chat, she can tell me his name. Uh, but. Uh, Anyway, he went to his house uh, before Star Wars came out and they were playing with these masks and and all of these props and stuff. And it turns out they were from the movie and I believe in the cantina scene of uh, of um, A New Hope. And they had to do some pickup shots for the team over in London. And so a couple of them actually ended up in the cantina scene, uh, which is interesting because that means they shot the cantina scene in London and in uh, Los Angeles. Phil Tippett, thank you, Angela. And um, I knew you know. Oh. Uh, but it was super cool to hear kind of the backstories of that. And then just the same kind of what we we're talking about with um, with the other panels is just the love the people had of the project and of this medium and then of the people that they were doing it with. Like you could just tell they all had a genuinely good time um, putting it just to, putting this together, developing the characters. Um, they had uh, DJ Rex and uh, Captain Rex come up on the stage, which was kind of fun. And I think the highlight of it for me was they got to show the original Star Tours ride through like they showed it to us. And it was really weird because you're seeing it on this huge screen in front of you. And I think we're in the third row or something like that. And the room's not moving. But I've been on that attraction so many times that I could legitimately feel what this simulator would be doing like in my imagination I was like oh yeah right here we're doing this thing and that thing you had whatever, like a Pavlovian response cool. yeah and but you could you could just imagine what you were feeling at that moment And like uh another fun thing that came out of that you're we talking about how the tractor beam uh when you get caught in the tractor beam was really a uh, a story beat of necessity because they needed to give the hydraulics times to recharge So a lot of the things that happened had to be based on where the hydraulics were at any point, because if you're here, you can only go to here and here, but if you're at the bottom, obviously you can't go down. And that was kind of an interesting thing too, to hear the, the true uh, mechanics, I guess you can say that had to go into making the attraction work. And, And that was a lot of fun. And we've got an article up on, on the website. You can check out more about that as well. So Katie, from Star Wars Celebration, as we're getting close to Geeks Corner Plus, what was your number one highlight of the entire weekend? No pressure.
1: Oh, that's really hard. I feel like being in the Lucasfilm panel on Thursday morning was uh, for sure one of the highlights. That was also the only time I cried all weekend, uh, which I know was probably surprising for some of you. Shocking. Um but it was just so fun to be in. And then close second, close second. I have to say it because I spoke into existence during Geeks Corner last Tuesday. I got a tattoo. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I got the Skywalker the saber, baby. baby.
0: Um, I'm and I'm going to say uh, Star Wars Celebration Live was also very cool. We got to. Oh see, yeah. Like we we got to see Ashley Eckstein there. We got to see uh, Pedro Pascal there, and uh, those were very cool moments. I also thought it was very fun getting to meet up with the Her Universe group and in seeing them throughout the weekend. And I got to host a Instagram live for Her Universe, which was a lot of fun and completely out of my comfort zone because I'm used to being in my my studio and my cameras and all of that stuff. But that was that was a lot of fun and um and just seeing people I think was a lot of fun. Like we saw so many different friends from around and one other thing, how could we forget this? The Detroit races. <gasps> the droid races the droid were races amazing were so much fun and we saw chopper crash like it was chopper amazing literally went poof Bink. yeah it was awesome uh we have that video up on our youtube so check that out that might <laughs> that actually be my highlight
1: was so fun because yeah. first of all right before the droid races we sat there talking to one of the um one of the builders, droid builders. For like a solid 20 30 minutes, yep. um, and he was very excited to show off uh his R2 unit and uh all of those things. Um, and then we got to watch we got droid builders
0: and we got to see inside of R2, that was pretty cool. He did,
1: he took like off he opened them up. Of, <laughs> it was, I literally was like, Am I allowed to see this? Um, it was,
0: but, it, but wasn't it amazing at how empty it was in there? Like,
1: yeah, there hot. was a couple
0: batteries and some circuitry, but. Uh, really like you could put stuff in there or something. I don't know.
1: You could use it as a purse probably. Um, at least then we got to watch the droid builders go head to head, on this obstacle course uh, created by other droid builders because they yep. knew what the obstacles would be. Yep. Um, and they had to start by like pushing a Porg in a nest, which whatever, save the Porgs, I guess uh, into a little square. <laughs> and then they had to go around in figure eights and then back into a spot. And that it was nuts. It was fun. Like it was very I couldn't fun. do it with an RC car. The fact that they're doing it with these big R2 units or choppers or, Whatever, um it was so fun, and then there was also scrubber joys
0: it was it was fun it was also fun to watch, yeah, it was it was all great. and um, and I will say I've got a new goal in life is to someday do like sports commentary for a droid race because I just think that would be so much fun. Um, no
1: <laughs> no well, okay, that was the other thing was that uh they had uh commentators there they had a panel and they would put on commentator jackets and sunglasses when they went to commentate on the droid races uh it was wow it was was such a good weekend
0: (laughs) it was it reminded me of the masters where they put on the green jackets
1: (laughs) yeah i'm sure that's what it was
0: so i feel like they had to have won to get the race but i don't think that's how it worked because um i don't know i feel like the guy that was doing the commentating the The main guy has done this forever, and he just knows, like, everybody. I don't know. But it was really fun. Welcome to Geek's Corner Plus. We're two minutes into it. You're welcome. It was very cool. Uh, And uh, we're going to talk also. Boba Fett and Fennec Shand are now at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. What do you think of this, Katie? Because this totally changes the way we know Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, kind of.
1: And... Mandalorian and Grogu will be there later this year, uh, which is a big deal. Uh, It's kind of going by Avengers Campus rules where um, characters that don't know each other aren't going to be interacting with each other, um, which is... Like that is why Moon Knight and Mr. Knight were kind of away from everybody, is because they don't know anybody else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so it makes sense from there, from a storytelling perspective. Like, these characters don't know each other. They're not gonna be like, Hey, Boba, what's up? Um, I think Boba Fett fits amazingly in the land. He
0: looks awesome um, in there. He in he some looks ways looks
1: so good.
0: In some ways, he looks better than any other character in the land.
1: Um, and it's also like I love Fennec Shand. She's just so cool and mm-hmm. like really awesome. And like, yep. also I'm kind of afraid of her and I think I would run away because she'd kind of kick my butt. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think this is what galaxy's edge has needed. Um, and I think that, uh, I think that this is a major welcome for me.
0: It'll be interesting
1: to see if they consider galaxy's edge still
0: canon. Uh, that's Mm -hmm. the only, like, I don't care either way. Um, but the, the one question mark I had in with, with all of this was like, well, does that mean star Wars galaxy's edge is still Canon or is it kind of this off to the side Canon? Um, I, I actually think if I were the one in charge, I would do it exactly like Avengers campus where it's its own galaxy. Like it's Mm -hmm. the star Wars theme park universe galaxy thing. Um, but I, I love that they're bringing more characters in, and I can't tell you how many times we've had the conversation at Avengers Campus of, oh, I wish they'd do this at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, because I just think it brings it to life. The more characters you have, the more to life the land comes. Like, go through Fantasyland, and and you see, you know, Peter Pan, or Mad Hatter and Alice, or, like, there's characters going through Mary Poppins. Um, wandering through the land all the time. It's fantastic. Uh, same with when you go to, uh, I don't know, Avengers Campus, obviously, but uh, uh, Main Street, that's what I'm going at, is, is like it just, when you see the characters walking and living and breathing in a land, Cars Land being a good example also, it just adds an extra element of life and magic to it. And I think it's great having Ray and Chewbacca and Kylo Ren and the Stormtroopers, but that's a big land. Like when you think of how expansive Galaxy's edge is, and if you double that or add an extra third, I guess, with uh Fennec Shand and and Boba Fett, that really adds a lot to the land. And, and I think if you could just keep doing that, even if you add some like secondary characters, maybe maybe they're not as well known, but just some some fun. You know, maybe they're even just like people in uniform or something. I don't know. Um, I, I think that would add a lot to the storytelling and the life. And if you want people to get involved, that's the way you get them involved. Like we've seen people going on missions with Black Widow in Avengers Campus. Like, and we've seen that happen sometimes with Ray, and and it, I think starting to happen again. Um, and and I'd love to see more of that happen. Maybe with Fennec Shan too. Who knows? Maybe. Okay. You got anything else on that? Mm-mm. All right. Another new thing. Fantasmic has returned to the Disneyland resort. We saw it on opening night, opening show. What do you think about the return, Katie?
1: I love it. Um, and it's something that I, <laughs> it's something that I said to you when we were leaving the park that night, I said, you know, it's for a 30 year old show. They've done a lot of things better than some newer shows. And they're just using smoke and mirrors. Like truly. Yeah. Um yeah. Things are being set up, things are disappearing, all behind a giant water cloud that they project something on. And they do it so well that you literally cannot see through it. Um, it's just fun to watch. Um, and I think that bringing back that specific nighttime entertainment to Disneyland um, has a better traffic flow and it eats people in a different way. Um, 10 out of 10. I love Fan.
0: And it's fun to see the energy that comes with Fantasmic as well. And uh, and you're right. It's really big. It's a big, giant outdoor stage show. Yeah. And, um, and it's using traditional gimmicks that you would use on the stage. Like some of them are the same ones you see in like Phantom of the Opera or whatever. Um, but uh, I, I loved having it back. I look forward to seeing it again um, right now. If you want the front section that's in the middle, you do need to get dining reservations. I don't know that that's completely necessary, though. I think there was a lot of good seats for standby, and it is just standby. If you're willing to wait, you can get a good spot. Um, I know Doug for his spot waited six hours on on Sun. Uh, was it Sunday? Saturday. 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 And other people waited four hours. And I presume as time goes on, it'll be less uh, than that because I just think Disney's gonna encourage you to keep walking. Um, but uh, we will see how that plays out and uh, we'll let you know. But it is great to see Fantasmic back. And uh, one thing that isn't in Fantasmic anymore, however, is Pinocchio. But he is coming to Disney Plus in September, and uh, we got our first teaser trailer of him today. Actually, Uh, Katie, what did you think of this teaser trailer? Was it yesterday? It was. Uh,
1: It was this morning.
0: It was this morning. I don't know. It all blends together.
1: Uh, No, it was yesterday.
0: Okay, I was like, I think I'm so confused.
1: Anyway, what did you think Uh, of Pinocchio? Time isn't real. Uh, I think it looks great, and I'm actually surprised to say that. Uh, when I saw it, that it was uh uh dropping like they were putting out a trailer in Good Morning America I was like here we go again another live action um but yeah I think it's beautiful um I think Tom Hanks is a wonderful choice uh and I realized I just pulled up the IMDb for the wrong Pinocchio so that's hilarious <laughs> um okay. no You can't really have
0: anybody but Tom Hanks in that role.
1: I agree. And he's so endearing to the point where when he was doing Starlight, Starbright, the first star I see, it was, like, heart-wrenching. And I was like, oh, I want him to get his wish. Like, yeah.
0: I wonder if there'll be an alternative ending for this
1: show. No. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that'd be funny and the bonus features was like this is the version where it doesn't end up happy i don't know that i think it'd be don't fun.
1: say that
0: it's an alternative ending it's just say like hey ha ha i don't know
1: uh the big thing i want to talk about though is that cynthia Revo looks beautiful as blue fairy yeah um and i was so happy to see that uh like just like the way she comes in through the window and like is granting wishes um it's stunning. I think visually this movie is going to be stunning and I'm a little bummed it won't be in theaters. I actually think
0: that brings up a really good point is I'm bummed this one's not in theaters. I'm kind of bummed we can't see Obi-Wan Kenobi in on the big screen because in fact, if Disney wants money, just say, hey, we're going to do all six episodes on the big screen. Watch them concurrently. You can do it at the, I don't know, Hyperion or something and and charge 60 bucks. I don't know. But I, I, I feel like I would do I, it. Right? Right? I think a lot of people would uh, because I I really think it would look amazing on the big screen. I think, same with Pinocchio, and uh, um, that would be very cool. I mean, they could do it with all the Star Wars movies right now, but or uh, series right now. But, uh, Katie, we are running out of time. What should people do?
1: Should go to dapsmagic.com, check out all the Disney and geek news. As it happens, there was a frog in my throat, Uh, Mm -hmm. and then subscribe to our mailing list so you don't miss anything. Also make sure to subscribe
0: to our YouTube channel. We've got a ton of Star Wars Celebration videos that are continuing to be posted on a daily basis. You don't want to miss any of them. We've also got upcoming videos coming from the parks there's a lot of fun ones that I have waiting in the wings to post as soon as I get through the star Wars ones. Uh, you won't want to miss those. And also you don't want to miss any geeks corner, right? So make sure to subscribe for that as well, but we hope you have a fantastic week. We are out of time tonight, so we will see you round the corner.
1: Bye. (laughs)